I do want a castle though. I'm I think I'm in the phase of life right now where you want I, a castle? I I really want to end up like Enya. I want to live in a castle but also have it be a cat sanctuary. I like that. I like that for you. Thank you. I mean, it's going to be like total eclipse of the heart, which I know is Bonnie Taylor, but like I, that's Bonnie the vibe Tyler. I'm going Tyler, excuse me. Sorry. That's that's the vibe I'm going for is like and then just disco and cats. I mean, who can say where the road goes? Where the day flows. <laughs> Only time. You had me at. Hell no. Hello, and welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Allie. And I'm Mel. And this is our podcast where we watch horror movies and we try to figure out why we love a genre that hates us so much. We are back, baby! We uh, are. And um, I wish this was a podcast where we watched horror movies. But did I say horror movies? You did, but we watched. <laughs> I love it. I wish. My What's dream. What's happening? to me what's happening we watch romance movies i'm a it's been a while it's like riding a bike it's a little it's a little shaky at first and then you get back into it yeah (laughs) you know with like the pedals and the handlebars and the wheels just a lot of ins a lot of outs a lot of ups a lot of downs little column a little column b what's going in and out when you're riding a bike anyway um (laughs) Anyway, watch romance movies. Th- that's a genre we love that some oftentimes hates us. Uh, we watch uh, rom-coms, erotic thrillers, dramas. If romance is central to the plot, we are talking about it. That's right, baby. Even though neither of us really go to romance as our preferred genres, I love horror, Ali loves action, mm-hmm. but the whole podcast is our inquiry into why we love a genre that hates us. And we are back... Not with a vengeance, but with something. With um, and we're both very with a lot one. of love and excitement in our hearts. Yeah, let my love um, open the door to your heart. Is that George Harrison, or did I make that up? I don't know if it's George Harrison. It's somebody. Um. Anyway, if you haven't turned <laughs> off this podcast, um, <laughs> thank you for saying <laughs> our our trusty. Uh, our trusty sound engineer, Tiffer. Hold on, I gotta deal with this fucking dog. Mama mia, piece of pie. Both of our gay sons have very mixed feelings about our podcast. Allie's son, Roscoe, loves to share his opinion. And my son, Benny, likes to um, ruin my life. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door. To your heart. Sorry about what? that, babe. Thank you. What happened? No problem. The internet said that it was Pete Townsend, not George Harrison. <gasps> Probably right. I don't know. It had a George Harrison vibe. Very yeah. Like, it had a very like, hey. You're like, I just wanted to write a song about 
Um, I, I can't do a Beatles impressions. Let's, let's let that uh, die. The Beatles from Liverpool. That's really good. Not, Even so dumb. Not like Ringo Starr, who wrote a song about an octopus. Oh, God, My whole Beatles impression comes from Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I don't know who you're doing an impression of right now, but I want to say I love this voice and I love that you're doing it. Thank you. It's my interpretation of Paul Rudd's interpretation of Ringo Starr. No, Paul wasn't Ringo. Paul was John. Who was Ringo? Jason Schwartzman. Oh, Jack right. Black is Paul, and then well, just Jack Black is Paul. He's impish and whimsical. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> That movie really ruined biopics for everyone. That movie goes so hard! It's so good, and the problem is it ruined biopics for everyone. Because it's so good. So, uh, our trusty steed... Trusty steed? (laughs) Our our trusty translucent majestic steed. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Tiff is uh, out. uh, uh, Tiff's taking a little break. He'll pop in every now and then, uh, probably, but uh, we all agreed that being a dad is a little more important than a podcast uh, that you Just don't Just a little bit, for. though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're all good, uh, but you may, you will hear him again, I'm sure. You will... You'll hear of him, you'll, you'll see him around on the gram. For those of you who are returning, thank you. And for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, welcome. Buongiorno. What movie are we talking about today, Melanie? Oh, this movie, this is kind of a special movie for both of us, too. We're watching Made in Manhattan, starring J-Lo, the queen, the goddess, the legend, and Ray Fiennes. Jennifer Lopez is a queen, a goddess, an icon. We love her. We, we love her, as you may have heard. This is a J-Lo other, positive pod. Uh, as you may have heard in our other episodes, we love Jennifer Lopez, and we both love this movie. Like, this is a movie where every time it's on TV, I have to watch it. And I always enjoy watching it. It's an ins- it's just a fucking goddamn delight. Jennifer Lopez. It truly is. is it's a so star. nice. And- anyway. She, do- she truly has star power and any other unquantifi- unquantifiable kind of it factor that you could think of. I think J-Lo has it on screen and on stage. And this film is also really nostalgic for both of us because this is the first movie we ever watched together when we became friends. Was it? I thought it was Teen Witch. Really? Wait, I may be wrong. I don't. But this was either way. This is one of this. You may be right. Either way, this was like a a big moment in our friendship because I think this may have been. It may have been the first, but it's like one of the first movies we watched together as friends. And we oh had no, a you're right. Great time. Because we did, and it's ugh, it was so fun. Del- it's just a delight, and it's such a good movie, and it 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 just makes you feel good. It's everything a rom com kind of should be, which is a movie of uh, like yeah, it hits a lot of rom com beats, but they're good and they're fun and they make you feel good. And Jennifer Lopez, is, you you root for her immediately, and um, mm-hmm. it's the best. Mm-hmm. I. Oh. And in addition to that, the the farcical elements of it, because I think you and I have made it pretty clear that neither of us are huge fans of farce in rom-com. We get bugged by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because both of us are big fans of communication, so farce is kind of hard for both of us to watch, I think. Mm-hmm. But 
it's it's interesting because the farcical elements of this play into more of the calm of the rom-com and they're not necessarily terrible because you're rooting for jennifer lopez so the deception that she's pulling off that is the main point of the plot you're on board because you want her to be doing it you want her to get the things that she's trying to get and on top of that i think there's an all-star cast and because everyone in the cast is pulling 150 Mm percent and everyone is so committed to it and clearly having a good time that just makes it so much more enjoyable. Exactly. But there are also so many sweet little moments with, like, the way characters interact with each other and the way, just the way this movie moves, it, it feel, it, not that it feels lived in, but it doesn't feel like, oh, God. You're like, you know how sometimes they're like, like, I believe Jennifer Lopez is a caring, loving mom to Tyler Posey. And I believe that they love each other mm-hmm. and they get along and they have a cute little interaction. I believe that she gets along with the people at the hotel. I like. I believe all of it. Um, I love it. Now, Melanie, I have a question. Do you know who came up with the story for this movie? No. Tell me. Well, because there's lots of different levels in, in uh, the Writers Guild. It's like the story by is different credit than the screenplay whatever but if you see the story mm-hmm. by credit do you know who is the name listed i thought you might recognize the name listed oh i didn't well it's listed to that. by it's listed as story by edmund dante now do you know that that makes like edmund dantes yeah like or yeah, yeah am i, I don't saying know it how, wrong? i don't remember how it's actually pronounced i don't remember but i'm just saying count the way Monte- james caviezel caviezel said it in the count of monte cristo but he's the main character of the count of monte cristo yeah it's yeah it's exactly which is your favorite book um it is a pen name yeah weirdly it is a pseudonym <laughs> for john hughes shut your whore mouth this story is john by john hughes john hughes came up with this okay well that explains everything yeah Anyway, that's just like a fun little bit of like, well, that I that I have. Really? For yeah. Edmund Dante, Dante's Dante. Well, however you say it's, it. Well, I would think I it was yeah, Dante. It's D. It's D A N T E S. So I think in French it would it would just be don't. But that sounds like teeth. Don't. You and I don't think that's right. Forget about me. I don't, gotta look it up. Don't, Hold on. Don't, don't. Don't you. <laughs> don't give up oh my me. god. I'm gonna shit myself. That's so funny. Thank you. <sighs> that was a good one. Um, okay, no, it is Dantes. There's an accent on the E. Oh, it's Edmond Dantes. Okay, well, I don't like that, but whatever. All right, so uh, let's talk about what we love. So, anyway, basic plot rundown. Jennifer Lopez is a maid that works at this very fancy hotel in New York. At that hotel, uh, she, she kind of is very good. She's friends with the other maid. She's friends with everybody who works there. She's very good at her job. Um, she's might want to apply. Her friend is really encouraging her to apply for the manager position. Her friend submits an application for her. So she's trying to move up the ladder that way. But also, a new woman, a new guest who's not normally a guest at the hotel, um, played by Natasha Richardson, is there. And through a series of mix-ups, Jennifer Lopez tries on her outfit, and while in this outfit, runs into Ray Fiennes, who is a senator, or he's running for governor? He's a politician. 
He's running for sen- state senate or regular country senate. I don't really know, but he comes from a political dynasty, yeah. basically. And he sees her and is like, oh, hey. And they go on a walk. Anyway, he thinks she's this weather woman. And he they really like each other. Um, and then, anyway, hijinks ensue. They honestly they fall in love fall and in it's love. very sweet. But I thought another thing that happens too because JLo her son Ty has a very sweet relationship with Rafe Fines. So their relationship I think is bolstered JLo's and 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 Rafe Fines is bolstered by how well he interacts with this child and is supportive of this child immediately right off the bat immediately he is charmed by this little kid um here is something i do want to say because like this may be an episode that we don't get as into the plot but um does ray fines even want this job because his assistant or campaign manager or whatever that job it is stan tucci by the way the tooch is in this movie the tooch Tooch. makes another appearance um tooch the tooch is gucci in, in my book baby um hell yeah we, at one point when he they're introducing like the kid is introducing himself to them in the elevator um they're saying their names and tucci just goes i'm bald and no one in particular i that was that was very, very silly anyway tucci but has to like drag think... him to do these things he's like you need to talk to these these people you have to go to this party you have to talk at this event and ray finds is not interested in any of it he just wants to walk his dog and it's it's supposed to be a thing of like oh he kind of just wants to be himself or he's not worried about schmoozing but it's also like hey bud do you even want this job everyone is like pulling for him to be in office and i'm like well what is his voting record does he even want this he wants it because his dad had it but it's like and also he's billed as kind of a republican because not not kind of he is a republican Oh, he is? Yeah. Okay, I didn't No, I didn't they said, are you a... Re- no, because Ty says, are you a Republican? And he goes, yeah, why? And he's like... Oh, because the kid's obsessed with Richard Nixon. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, And it's... I agree with you, and I I think this is one thing that I think the script could have done a little bit more, mm-hmm. because it only really happens when everything blows up in everyone's face, and we get to, you know, the third act mm-hmm. when the farce goes to shit, right? Right. And... He doesn't really care about politics, and I think he's just floating around trying to figure out what he wants, then he falls in love with this woman, Mm -hmm. and after the secret is outed, Mm -hmm. and he discovers that she's the maid, Mm -hmm. and he feels all the betrayal and whatever poo-poo stupid feelings he feels... Mm -hmm. She challenges him because that's when they have their actual political discussion is when they're having a fight. Before then, and I think she made a lot of really good points honestly. and she challenged him. And then if you watch the credits, there's this montage of newspaper magazine covers that have both of them because she becomes she gets fired from the hotel, but she gets a job as a maid and moves up the ladder at another hotel. And so they become this powerhouse couple. And he seems to be a lot more passionate in this little montage during the credits. And I wish that we had more of that during the actual film. I think it's just hard because part of me, there were moments where I was like, am I on Stanley Tucci's side here? Because 
he should be talking to people. He should be at events. He should be talking to the like. Oh, we absolutely should be I on the Tuch's side that... because the Tuch is right. Yeah. That's why you hire a campaign manager mm. because they manage your campaign, plan everything for you, and all you have to do is show up and say the right Honestly, thing. Honestly, and it's like because at one point, um, Ty says, "Keep up the good voting record." What is his voting record? What does he believe in? We don't know. And it's this thing that they try to do, which, like, makes sense for a movie, because, like, if he was too political in one way, the studio would probably be like, no, that's going to alienate people. But instead, we have a movie where (laughs) Mm -hmm. J-Lo is a maid and she falls in love with a Republican senator. Okay, bitch. Um, Oh, uh, there's a... uh, (laughs) uh, I mean... Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. I'm just like, there's so many things I love in this movie. Like, I I really can't get over how lovely... Like, Jennifer Lopez is radiant. She is so charming. And I could listen to her tell off um, just anybody. I love watching a movie where Jennifer Lopez is like, let me tell you something. Oh, right? And then she, like, yells at a man. I love it. Like, that scene in Selena where she's like, Chris! It's the best. Have you seen Selena? No. I haven't seen the movie because I feel like it's going to make me cry, and I just don't have the spoons for that these days. But I do know a lot about Selena because I fell down a rabbit hole. Okay. I recommend... I understand not having the emotional wherewithal. It's a great movie. I think you could handle it. We watched it every year in school every year every year in march we'd be like it's selena time <laughs> like we that's really every funny. year every year spanish classes have a, a segment on selena that's really actually kind of sweet it's the best anyway um this is but that's a classic j-lo move it's... there's always in every j-lo movie that's a rom-com or a rom mm-hmm. or a com mm-hmm. There's a moment where she tells someone off, and it's just, mwah, chef's kiss, so good. I love it. I could watch her yell at Rafe Fiennes for hours, I could, quite frankly. I, truly. I could also watch Rafe Fiennes uh, gently encourage a child to speak forever. Here's the thing. He has very good yeah. chemistry with the child. He, I, I believe that she likes him. I, I, don't, I don't know that I believe that she is in love with him. But I think the reason why is because mm-hmm. the way Rafe Fiennes looks at her, he is like, he like, bur- he's like burning holes through everything. Like his eyes are burning into her soul. Like he, the way he looks at her. He looks at her the way I look at a bowl of macaroni and cheese. He, and that's with nothing but love and respect, but also wanting it so, so badly. Truly the way he stares at her and does not break eye contact, does not blink. You're like, what? He is down bad, down and bad. And the thing is about that, that mm-hmm. and and this is why I think this movie is written so well because you immediately tell can tell that he's giving her all of the things mm-hmm. that she did not get from Ty's father. Oh, yeah, he gives her respect mm-hmm. and attention, and is interested in her life and is interested in Ty's life. Mm-hmm. And he gives her all those things that within the first five or ten minutes of the movie, you get just from show, don't tell, which I think is a masterclass in in script writing, quite frankly. Um, but I think that's really nice to see. 
that element. That oh, element. the show don't tell in movies is good. I didn't understand what you were saying. I'm sorry. I was unclear. But now I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Show don't tell. Film is visual medium. I thought you were saying that this uh, screenplay is the best one ever written. And I was like, oh, it's good. No. I'm like, is good? It's fun? It's a movie? Everybody knows that Lord of the Rings is the best script ever written. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not. I don't know if there is. I don't. I think it's just different. I don't know that there's one that's the best, you know? I think it just... It, uh, I agree with that. There's a lot of elements that go into things, you know? Um, although, have you ever read... Um, we don't need to get into that. that that's a side note. I'm not going to d- distract us. I was going to start talking about William Goldman, um, but I won't. <laughs> so, do you want to know... Okay, do you want to know something that's going to maybe make you kind of mad? Oh, okay. But in a not Fine, terrible way? tell me now. Okay, so my youngest sibling and I have been rewatching all the Harry Potters, okay. marathoning all of them. Okay. Fuck, and rolling, but okay. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, if you don't think that trans women or trans people or non-binary people deserve the same rights as you, then you are not a feminist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuck turfs, you... anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. But anyway, <laughs> there's something about Ray Fiennes as Lord Voldemort. What? I don't, I don't know what as it is, Lord and Voldemort? I don't know, and I, and I don't know <laughs> what is going on in the Tetris building blocks of my brain. But the past few weeks, I've been watching Harry Potter. And I think that Rafe Fiennes as Lord Voldemort is sexy as hell. And I don't know why. So when I watched Made in Manhattan, all I could think about was Lord Voldemort. I, okay. Mel? It's okay. I also find Rafe Fiennes very attractive as the villain in Red Dragon. So don't worry. Okay. I just, I guess, love... um, Serial killers. It happens. Hey, okay. I want I want to thank you for being brave about your feelings about Ray Fiennes in that particular role. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, you know what? Ray Fiennes is hot. Sorry about it. He's a sexy he man. Is. He's sexy. Have you seen... He okay, is. have you seen... It's Okay, this is a movie that's good but also i don't know that i could ever watch it again it was like kind of harrowing and um i mean intentionally so but like <gasps> was um strange days Catherine bigelow did you ever see it it's like impossible to get um i got it i rented it from casa but like i haven't seen it but you've told me about it before it's the one where he's like got the long hair and he's wearing that he suit dressed and looks like he's in the 70s and it's the hottest he's ever it's like if you're a man and you want to look good on film, you want people to think you're sexy on film, go to Catherine Bigelow because that's true. The she way knows how to dress that a man. she knows how to film men, like shoot men, he, she knows what like spit like like why do you think people are all ooh about Jeremy Renner? Not because of Jeremy Renner, because they saw the Hurt Locker, and even in the Hurt Locker, there's a moment where you're like, huh, interesting, <laughs> and then it's over because you're like, oh, I'm good. Anyway, this movie, we're not talking about Jeremy Renner. 
because kind of fuck that. I don't. We, we who cares? But anyway, Ray <clears throat> Fiennes is sexy. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. Ray Fiennes. He is. Sexy. Ray Fiennes is so sexy. He's sexy, and and he's and also he's the, perfect man. the finest quality caliber he's very actor. Talented. You know why he's so good in this movie? Why he's so sexy in this movie? He's the perfect man. He doesn't say Tell shit, me. and he likes you a real lot. He That's doesn't say true. anything. She's always like, "I just wanted to um, talk." I don't know why I'm trying to do a Jennifer Lopez impression. I can't do it. <laughs> But she's always like, hey, I, I, I want to talk to you about something. And, she, and he's like, it's okay. You don't need to tell me anything. You look really beautiful. And that's it. She's like, okay, great. Wonderful. Um, I love it. Um, when, she, he, when she's like, it, this can't go any further than tonight. She, he goes, should have picked the wrong dress. What, how does he say it? That he said, oh, that you wore was the like, wrong dress." And you know that's what? what? He, that's what he says. He wore you wore the wrong dress, or or you shouldn't have worn that dress. Something to that effect. And honestly, Coming that's hot. Wooga, baby. Um. Oh, wah wah this, wee wah. This movie has everything. It has, frankly, wonderful performances. It has really sweet, a lot of really sweet scenes. And it has. Let's not what? forget the most high quality performance of all, Triangle Man. <gasps> How have we gone this long without talking about Triangle Man? Triangle? The true star of the film. about Triangle Man. Okay. Everyone listening is like, what is the Triangle Man? Okay. When... We will when explain. Go, we, this, look, this is deep lore for our we friendship. We have not explained any of this movie, but also... Who cares? This is Do a party. Do we ever? This is Do a party, ever? and we are the host. Um, early in our friendship, Mel and I watched uh, this movie. Now, there's a, a scene, the scene where they go to the Met, this big party at the Met. And uh, there is a band playing. And they're singing. And there is a man. There are all these instruments. And you can kind of tell that these instruments would be heard in the song. Except there is one man, a very lanky white man, going to town on a triangle. You don't hear triangle at any point in the song. But he is fucking getting yeah. it. He's like, uh, uh. he's living mm. for he the moment. He said, "Oh, the, where's the camera? Right there." Uh, like he, this man <laughs> is incredible. He did exact. He put his whole pussy his into playing that triangle. Pussy into that triangle, and flapping those labias into oh, the triangle I don't like that. <laughs> that. Yeah, I said it, and I was like, "Oh, I don't like that." Flapping. Ooh. I don't. I don't want to make anyone with labias feel bad about their labias. Labiae? Sorry to everybody. Well, yeah, technically it's labiae in Latin, but I think it's okay to just anglicize it. Lady, I'ma want you. <laughs> Lady, I'ma need you. Da, 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 da. Look, it's not my best. Anyway, in this film. <laughs> anyway that man went to town on a triangle and so every now and then mel and i for the past like five years we'll just text each other more than five years we'll just text each other triangle man yeah and we know exactly yeah every once in a while and it's just a really lovely reminder not only of one of the funniest things we've ever seen but also to a nice moment in our friendship um but yeah right and you're now that I think of it, you are right. It was first it was mm. Teen Witch, then it was Made in Manhattan, and then it was Drive, Drive Me, Crazy, Me Crazy, which with we Melissa will probably Joan watch Hart. on this podcast. Oh, I, I, what I don't a movie! Like that film. 
Yeah, what a wacky, wacky, wacky movie. Do you want to talk about a movie where the two stars don't have chemistry? Anyway, Zero. that that's not None. this movie because Made in Manhattan, Jennifer Lopez and Ray this Fiennes movie- honestly have decent chemistry. I think like I think he's way more into her than she's into him. They do. Um, that's evident. Yeah, but, but also, sometimes, that's sometimes I think I I think that that's also okay for what yeah. this is too. Because I think it's the classic, you know, rich white guy is challenged for the first Ever. time in his life in a yeah. gentle way. And it's really just... And he's and he's perceives that as, oh, I love this person, which is great. And you can love someone who challenges you yeah. in different ways. In fact, I would probably encourage that if it's a positive mm-hmm. challenge. But it, it it's... It's very much that type of thing where J-Lo, you know, she's a single mom, lives in, I think, the Bronx with her kid and her mom. And let's talk about this for a second, because I don't know how you feel about this scene, uh, about her mom insisting on getting her a job as a cleaning lady after she's fired from the hotel, after they discover she's been impersonating Natasha Richardson and... And her mom, she goes on this, you know, speech to her mom. And this is like one of the other big tell-off moments that J-Lo right. does so well. And it's the, I'm allowed to want things for myself. Like, you have this small view of what you are and what I am and what I could be. And why are you always holding me down? And I'm going to try and I'm going to do it. And nothing you say is going to hold me back. What What were um, your thoughts on thoughts that scene? My thoughts were... Um... We needed a scene like that for Jennifer Lopez to assert that she now does believe in herself in a way, like, even more than she did earlier in the movie. She, Her saying, I deserve to want good things, I deserve to have good things, is an important step in the movie. But we can't have her give a speech mm-hmm. to the American capitalist system. We can't have a movie that, we can't have this movie blame actual society or uh, institutions oh. or racism um within America so we're going to have her yell at her mom and i don't want to say that's okay but it's also like that's what this movie kind of can do and i do like that also her- it checks out that that's john hughes yeah. too because he's not the type of guy that's going to say no, fuck and the society. movie isn't and and the, and the people who got the hands on the script after and like punched it up aren't going to do that and the studio is not going to allow that cuz it's kind of with mm-hmm. movies in general, it's it a because these are like broader concepts that are harder to synthesize often in one like film, but um, are of other, course. you know yeah. people do it all the time. But like in a rom com, it's hard to be like hey, it's not always easy to be like, especially not in two thousand two, to be like, hey, you know what's bad, America, <laughs> like. Um, and it's also, it's always yeah. about one person and, fighting against one small thing. It's like, and then it's the one thing and then we took care of it. And in reality, it's it's similar to, okay, I'm making a weird connection here, but it's similar in the ways that, you know how rom-coms are all about like the big push to finally admitting you're in love in the beginnings of a relationship and just admitting that you're in love is the big hump. Mm-hmm, uh, when mm-hmm. really love is like all these little moments in life and all these little victories and little losses and little choices that we make throughout our lives. That's the same with anything. That's the same with just like living your life and fighting against institutions. It's not just like 
it's not always like we took down one big thing and now we fixed it. It's we have to continue to chip away at these things and constantly grow and learn and lose and push. And that's, I realize we're talking about a lot of larger things while we're watching Made in Manhattan, but um, this is, uh, Benny, do you have something to say? Mel's cat came up to the microphone. Get your grubby little face away from my microphone. I love you so much. You're ruining my life. When you go, I go. Get away from my microphone. I like that we give different but very similar speeches to our gay sons. It's if you die, (laughs) I'm not going to make it. You're an asshole and I hate you. If anything were to happen to you, I would jump off a bridge. You are the light of my life. I'm so pissed at you. That's a common thing. (laughs) <laughs> with animals anyway yeah anyway i mean listen it's a way that you can speak to a pet and not no, a human and- child <laughs> i would never talk to a human anyway, child that but way i am that's kind of my point but it's I, easier I think I, and it makes more sense yeah. than it flows with the movie to be like okay here is her talking to her mother about this and we're gonna make her mom kind of the villain in this but the reality is something i like about this movie is even though she has this whole thing where she, she kind of quote tells her mom off her mom is still there and still supports her. Her mom basically is like, okay. That's okay, true. Good. Fine. Because like her mom does want nice things for her. And I want to add to that. Th- that's true. You are right about that. And I think that was well said. And I like what you said about little moments and little things and little changes. And that's something that I think was good about this movie too. Because I never got the sense that J-Lo didn't have self-confidence. Right? Right. And even though she doesn't put her name in for the management no. position, her coworker does it for her. I get where she's coming from, though, because for me, if if someone were submitting my name for something that wasn't, you know, some kind of nomination right. or something like that, a, like a job, I would be upset because, number one, I'm a control freak <laughs> and that's who I am. But number two... Applying for jobs and bettering myself is something that I want to do for myself. To me, in my opinion, that's not something that anyone can do for me. I mean... And it's also not something anyone can take away from you, necessarily. So I understand being upset that someone did this thing that made this major move without you knowing, or maybe without you saying, okay, I get that. But also, I didn't get the sense that she didn't believe in herself... I think she loves herself a lot and I think that was very apparent just in how Agreed. she carries herself because she doesn't she doesn't go from being this timid, shy, self-conscious person and, you know, blossoming through love, which is an arc that yeah. happens quite often in rom-coms, especially with women yeah. as the lead. But I think what is nice is that she she learns, I think, to assert herself a little bit more. Because one of the things that happens to her as a maid is that people don't listen to her and they don't pay her any mind. And a really good example of that is Natasha Richardson's character keeps calling her by the wrong name. And when she blows the cover and goes to the hotel management... She keeps calling her the wrong name and she says, and you lied about your name. And JLo says, I thought it would be impolite to correct you when you said my name wrong the first Mm -hmm. time. And nobody says anything about that. And also Amy Sedaris plays Natasha Richardson's best friend. And I think she did such a good job because I hated her. Also, even Ray Fiennes bumps into her, sees her as a maid, doesn't recognize her when they're face to face. It's this movie is less about J Lo finding courage within herself because she already has it. She tells off that friggin' 
lady at the department mm-hmm. store. She has love for herself and confidence in herself. It's more about like other people recognizing it. Um, and I do think that this, mm-hmm. I, I just, I love this movie. Um, also, I, I do think it also says a lot about class oh, as yeah. well, because one of the points, and I think it's great because one of the points that she makes is you wouldn't have looked twice at me. You didn't look twice at right? me when I was mm-hmm. the maid. So don't act like we're star-crossed yeah. lovers or anything and that you would have found me anyway because yeah, you, you wouldn't have. have. Didn't. Which I love. And also, uh, sorry, one more thing about, not one more thing, a million more things, whatever. Natasha Richardson. A Every performance things. in this movie is good. <clears throat> Natasha Richardson. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So good, so funny, mm-hmm. so like she's so phenomenal on screen. I I loved her. I believed that but she was like, a spoiled. Also, brat. the way she like also is kind of sometimes sweet with the maids. Like she gives them those weird backhanded compliment. Like thank you so much. Oh, you know, like the when they she does the thing that frankly a lot of wealthy white women do. Well, white women in general, but like particularly wealthy white women, um, where we're like. Do you ever are you ever somewhere with someone where they talk try to talk to I don't know whoever is providing them a service like their friends they're trying to be like your girlfriend yes I hate that like, or or like when you're in a cab and the guy keeps calling the Uber driver like buddy or chief or something and you're like I don't like this at all like just you can be kind mm-hmm. and respectful without trying to be like whatever this fake friendship thing is that is gross um, yeah, yeah just say thank you. Or I appreciate yeah. that you did Give that, and then Get move the fuck on. Out of there, um, I yeah, I love this. Oh, okay. I think we should go straight to our important questions, Melanie. Which is, I think so. I think we've given this movie as much of a once over as we can give because I think this is one of those movies that we both genuinely like so much, and we could talk about for I, hours. And and we're talking about all kinds of different. We have we talked about it, it for so hours. Much, I love Jennifer. I love the relationship she has with Tyler Posey. I love the relationship she has with the other um, people in the hotel. I love uh, the makeover montage. I love the way Ray Fiennes looks at her. I love the speech. I love the way he encourages Tyler Posey to give a little speech. Um, I love the guy who works uh, at the security. Bob Hoskins. We haven't even talked about Bob Hoskins, who is the butler. Oh my God, that's right. And he is incredible I in forgot. this. Every performance is good. Okay, Melanie, I have an important question, though. Yes, lay it on me. Is this movie romantic? I'm going to say yes. I think so, too, because I watch it and I'm like, God, I wish that were me. Definitely. <laughs> I wish Ray Fiennes would fall in um, love with me. But only as Lord Voldemort, as I said before. That uh, This is upsetting to me. Listen. That this is... Your peak fine. That's your peak fine. It's finds? upsetting to me too. I haven't delved into it that much. So if anyone's deeply concerned about me, don't be. I'm doing great. I it, it, as Voldemort. Ho? I don't like, listen. That's what's concerning. I can't explain what it is because as Voldemort, I'm sorry. I'm talking about this again, twice in one podcast. There's just something about how he moves his body as Voldemort and just how Ma'am. confident he is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's so we good. Need you, we need to get you different Ray Fiennes movies because he also moves his body in other movies, ma'am. Um, I mean, the only other one that comes I mean, to mind is Red Dragon, and that's not a good example either. 
I mean, I would almost prefer it if you said Red Dragon. Really? Because then he'd be a person and he'd have a nose. Yeah, I... Melanie, he doesn't have a nose in You Harry think Potter. I don't know that? Bitch! <laughs> I do! I I know. Okay, I get it. I know. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I called you bitch. To... I love you. I'm just... You know Listen, I don't, uh, I don't anyway, know where it's is... coming from, but I love him. I would go Strange Days fines, to be honest. Yeah. Listen, I don't but love, I don't sex- love, Ooh. like, the pureblood Nazi white supremacy vibes of Voldemort. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just. that's not good, I, Melanie. I think it's, listen, and, as a character in the book, hate him, murder him, get his ass. As Rafe finds, I think because I know it's Rafe finds, maybe that has something more to do with it. All right, I get it. Okay. But but I, I do you. think this movie was romantic. But I don't agree. Do you think? Did you think it was sexy? Mm, no, not for me. I don't know that it was sexy. It was. It was. Um. It wasn't gross. No. It wasn't. I wasn't. When I saw them like make out, I wasn't like get out of here. I was like, oh, this seems nice. It it wasn't steamy though, right? It wasn't like bound. I mean, I know it wasn't like bound. Maybe we shouldn't compare things to bound because bound is. If we're if we're gonna have a sexy scale, or if we're gonna compare things bound about top, sexiness, I think right? bound should be one hundred percent sexy. Ten out of ten oh. would come again. Heyo. Um. Oh, I know you're tired. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, bound to anyway fuck Kanye West though all right Melanie do you have a fuck Mary kill for this one I think I do because this is a hard one this is a hard it one. is it's a difficult one um but I think I have one for the ages okay okay so fuck Mary kill Jennifer uh-huh. Lopez okay Jennifer Lopez Ray Fiennes <gasps> and Triangle Man <gasps> My dog. My dog is upset. <laughs> um, okay. I'm gonna... Uh, I'm gonna fuck Ray Fiennes. Mm-hmm. I probably should marry Ray Fiennes because of the money. But, like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna marry Jennifer Lopez... And I'm going to kill Triangle Man. We love him. We love Triangle Man. But here's the thing. If I'm not marrying, I cannot marry him. What? Are, how are we going to build a life? Based on what? I know so little about him. And B, if we're just making love, um, <laughs> I've seen what he's doing. And he does not have, frankly, he does not have the rhythm that I would feel confident in. So... Um, <laughs> We're, we have to. I guess we have to kill him. Okay. Okay. I think that's sound reasoning. I'm not saying you have to have great rhythm. I'm just saying if you can't hit a triangle, honey. <laughs> if you can't hit a triangle, there's no way you're going to find the clit. Well, wow. You got real specific. You were explicit. <laughs> Am I wrong? You're going to look you at know. me and tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> she wore a crown and she came down in a bubble, Doug. <laughs> Grow up! (laughs) Okay, so I would kill Jennifer Lopez. What? Here's why. Explain right now. We are both ambitious women, 
and I am too competitive, and my ego cannot take it. You're right. I'm very... This town ain't big enough for the two of us. You're right. I'm very, like, I'm way more like, yeah, just let Jen do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Deepest respect for Jennifer Lopez, but if we're doing Fuck, Mary Kill, she and I uh, cannot exist in the same space at the same time. Um... Obviously, I, I would help. fuck Triangle Man, and I would marry Ray Fines. Okay, you're gonna, you're gonna. Okay, I'm gonna marry the Republican senator. Wow, your mother will be thrilled. I know. Uh, my mother would have been thrilled if I, my family would have been thrilled if I'm like, this is my old ass Republican husband. <laughs> I mean, my goal, if I ever did get with someone who is in politics is I would just be like Alice Roosevelt. Just impossible to maintain. Oh, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt being like, I can either run America or control Alice. I cannot do both. Yeah. <laughs> just like oh, travel around with a pet snake casually in my purse and climb trees Work. and drink whiskey and spit. I, I wouldn't spit. Work. Spitting's gross. It is, but the other stuff you would do. There was a girl at my school who would bring a snake to her snake to school. And she was like besties with this boy I had a big crush on. Ooh. I will not say his name. Protect the I guilty. The <laughs> guilty of what? Of being uh, having of, freckles. Of being nice sickening. Lips. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> guilty of making me anxious when I was fourteen. <laughs> Guilty of having long hair and freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who I His liked when I was 14. He didn't have long hair. Almost every boy I had a crush on had, like, kind of long hair. Oh. Not me. And oh, a lot of them did. Um, the I, guy I that I had be, a crush I, on when yeah. I was 14 was a trumpet player, so... Uh, if there are any band, if there are any band geeks out there, then you know that that was bad news. So, because trumpet players um, are famously assholes. Ah, uh, yeah. That embouchure is not worth it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I was a total dork square in high school. I'm sorry, you were a dork square, and this guy played trumpet, so that's why it didn't work. No. With the trumpet player? No, the reason it didn't work is because um, he professed his love for me, and then <gasps> I couldn't go on the same trip to Israel with him because I went to my best friend's sister's wedding instead. And on the trip, he met someone who looked just like me and dated her for like five years. Mm-hmm. That's why it didn't work. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I think it worked out for the best. Yeah, I like to. I also like different boys who had slightly longer hair. I I would have like little crushes. I wouldn't really talk to a lot of people or boys, but it would be like little kind of crushes on boys who. It, it took me too long to realize they were stoners. Mm. I was like, his hair is always long, <laughs> and he's always falling asleep in class, and then he'll laugh at my jokes. I'm like, baby, he is a stoned. <laughs> This little boy is fried out of his gourd. Oh. Melanie. Yes. Would you, or if you would, how would you, Paul, geomodify this? Oh, oh what a question. Mm. Oh, an oldie but a goodie. How, 
how would I, how would I, how would I Paul Giamatti this movie? I think Paul Giamatti, if, if we're talking elite kind of casting, I think he would either take the Tucci's role as the campaign mm-hmm. manager or mm-hmm. he would take Bob Hoskins role. I agree also, no one, because uh, Natasha Richardson's character is dealing with a breakup and is constantly talking about this other guy <gasps> that we never see. I Brilliant. think that should be Paul Giamatti. That is way better because I, I'm in this headspace where I would just want to do cursed casting. So I would probably cast Paul Giamatti instead of Amy Sedaris as her like bitchy friend, but have oh. but have him wear the little yoga outfits and like do all yeah. the yoga stuff just as Paul wear, Giamatti. <laughs> wear the see through shirt with the bra. Yes. And go hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Amy Sedaris. Me too. She's a delight. Strangers with Candy is iconic. Melanie, would you recommend this movie? I think I definitely would. If you haven't seen Mainted Manhattan, you absolutely should. Stop what you're doing right now, no matter what it is. You got water boiling on the stove? Leave it alone. Watch Mainted Manhattan. That sounded. Pick your kids up from school? No. It, Watch Watch Man- it, so- it sounded a little more confrontational than I was hoping. <laughs> so, oops. Allie, would you recommend this movie? A hundred percent. I love this movie. I-, I would watch. I love every time I watch this movie. I'm like, I love this movie. It's a delight. It is a GD delight. I love Jennifer Lopez. I love this movie. I would kiss Ray Fiennes and I don't know that I love that about myself because he almost always plays like the scariest man you've ever seen but oh well boohoo um yeah watch this movie it's great it is wait did just Jennifer Lopez have a song in it at the end probably I don't remember though so I don't remember I know Nora Jones plays twice yeah I really don't care for and it plays over a sex scene and I'm like you know what I you know what I don't want to listen to when I'm having sex Nora Jones and that's not because she's a bad artist I just think the vibe her vibe is more like drink wine by myself not have sex with someone that I'm falling in love with Exactly. Heart Strench and Wine? That's a drinking alone song. Yeah. Also, the line, don't know why I didn't come. It speaks for itself. Anyway, uh, this has been. Oh, no. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back um, from outer space. Was that a song? I was going to go in that direction, then I realized I don't know the rest of the words off the top of my head, so I panicked and I made space. I just I made walked laser in sounds. to find you here with that sad look upon your face. Yeah, that's why I pivoted. Unsuccessful. Listen, I don't do improv. You do improv, okay? <laughs> I'm not the improviser here. Thank you. You're welcome. You're much I better at it it's than like me. I'm- that's very sweet of you to say. I love that it's like, I'm the improviser. Meanwhile, what, I- oh, what, I- what-, what have I done? This episode. I sang a couple Everything. songs. You've carried the whole episode on your shoulders. <laughs> That's very sweet of you to say.
sorry. I don't believe that's true. We are best friends. We are best about friends. And we care about each other. What is that Katy Perry ass? Break the words know. up. <laughs> I don't know. So my 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 that brain was, has just left my body. My brain so is Katy on Perry. another planet right now. We're all. Um, it's okay. It's okay. That was so Katy Perry. You should go have sex with Orlando Bloom. <sighs> don't think I won't. <laughs> I love I could, that as I an could, insult. I could, but don't think I won't. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm in the phase in my life We're right both now. losing our mind. We're both <laughs> losing our minds. Yeah, I'm like building chug-a-lug, uh, chugging a chug-a-lug, chug. What am I trying to say? <laughs> chugging, taking, taking names. I wish. No, I'm chugging no, along. I'm I was going to say chug-a-lugging. There we go. Chug-a-lugging along into Love this it. like era where I'm regaining a lot of confidence that I used to have. Yeah, but it's also man. borderline, like, there's an ego thing where if someone's like, why don't you go try to have sex with Orlando Bloom? I'm like, yeah, I could pull him. I he think would, you could. And he would thank me. I think you could. Legolas think you could. would thank me. I, I And he's not even the I, hottest one in Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's, it's, wait, who are you going to say? It's Viggo Mortensen, obviously. Okay, I, that was what I was going to say, too. Although, am I, wait, have you seen Eastern Promises? No, but we've talked about Eastern Promises before. Is Am I fucked? Maybe I just haven't watched Lord of the Rings in a while. But, like, am I? He's hotter in Lord of the Rings than in Eastern Promises. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not for me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. I'm like, what if he was, what if he said even less and looked even scarier? What? <laughs> We're both so tired, y'all. We're both so tired. But we're, but it's in a good I, way. We're it's so like, happy. Yeah, to it's be like here. being punch drunk. But I'm nobody's vibing. punching Are you vibing? us. I am. I'm vibing. As the youth would say, vibes only. Vibes. Straight up vibes. Uh, Vibes. uh, Yeah. (sighs) All right. I uh, I almost said I love you. That's not how we end. (laughs) I love you too. But (laughs) But I almost ended this like it was a phone call. Okay, girl. Hmm. You're really seeing a lot behind the curtain, y'all. Well, we would both recommend Made in Manhattan, and mm-hmm. this has been this week's episode of You Had Me at Hell No. Yay! Um, and we're back, yay. and we're, I, I mean, I'll speak for you in this instance. We're both so excited, so happy mm-hmm. to be back, ready to watch a bunch of wacky and good movies and share them with you. If you have thoughts about movies you'd like to see us do, or movies that are near and dear to your heart or comments about made in Manhattan, check us out on social media. You can find mm-hmm. us on Instagram and Twitter at hell. No cast. You can go to our website, which is hellnocast.com. Or if you're so inclined, you could even send us an email, which is hellnocast at gmail.com. We love it. And if you want to prepare for our next movie, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. next episode, we're going to be talking about keeping the faith. Woo! Both of us a have a lot fun. of thoughts, so strap we in, have, y'all. We have thoughts and feelings. Did you know there was a rom-com about a be- two best friends who are Jewish and Catholic? <laughs> 
Because we... Because we did. Did, and then we forgot, and then we remembered, and we watched it. So tune in next time, baby. (laughs) And Um, that has been You Had Me at Hell No, and I have been Mel. I've been Allie. Thank you for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely in front of our pets Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille. And we'd also like to thank all of you for taking the time to listen today. Bye-bye.